All right, welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Today we have Rich. I'm, I hope I don't Mar butcher your last name. It's all right. Marchetti, okay. And um, what was really cool is we were talking about choking people out unconsciously uh, before we got on the call here and uh, who we can't name by name. Uh, but it's the reason why that's so important. And of course, we weren't talking about people that by name that we choked out just like in general sure. for fun, because this is what we do for fun. You for know, fun. there's a whole a whole entire group of uh, IT directors out there. And we need to get more people involved. We need to get more people involved in this and choking people out uh, regularly for fun, because that's called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's either that or it's back in the day before when it was kind of frowned upon and it was looked upon as such a like violent yeah. sport i remember in high school when i took uh, kenpo karate which of course we all know is a complete joke uh so anyone out there taking karate you're welcome to come on the show anytime and i will make fun of you for taking karate okay no every but there's okay there was a couple guys that you know who was anyways uh in high school you say like yeah but brazilian jiu-jitsu no that's a uh, that's bone destruction that's yeah. too dangerous you're not allowed to take that or uh, people will be, uh, they'll even be kind of just like uh, not comfortable with it. You know, or people who wrestle, you know, good, good with jujitsu, but it's also kind of an ego thing. All you're rolling around with sweaty men all day. It's like, yeah, yeah I maybe, love saying that. People, yeah. My boss, my old bosses used to make me, so you're going to go roll around with a bunch of sweaty men tonight? Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm going to love it too. It's, it's fun. I mean, anybody who hasn't done it needs to at least like try it for a couple of classes. Go with the, if you know someone, I'm sure everyone knows someone who's doing it. Go with them, you know? We try have, um, we, I have a fame. I, I tell a lot of people get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's like when you grow, right? Like it's like right. the old, um, I don't know, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger said, you know, the, right. the last two reps are the ones that matter or something like that. Yeah. Why does this apply to IT? It applies to IT because at this moment, I'm recovering from a really bad neck strain. I'm really stereotypical. I'm, I'm the guy that like I do jujitsu and surf, right? So there's like a certain sure. stereotype of those type of people. That's me. That's absolutely me. Um, so I'm recovering from this like neck strain. So I'm like way overweight and I've got like probably really bad nerd neck, which we call right now from sitting in front of a computer all day. So why is that important? Why does this apply to jujitsu? Because a lot of us, probably sit in front of a computer all day we we may there's a huge percentage of people in our industry that have significant burnout and i, I yeah. can't tell you how many guys i talked to they're just like yeah i'm not in it anymore man i was just like i just got used i was like an indentured servant to my company no one cared about technology and i just like my life was like miserable and you know all hours of the day and no, it, it can be a burnout. It really can. Um, fortunately, yeah. the organization I'm with currently, they um, they're very appreciative of what what IT does for them, and they're um, honestly just great people. And it's very rare to find that <laughs> great, great people. Very rare I mean, to find I don't know great how to say people it. nowadays. No, it's okay. They're great people, yeah. And it's just, um, but for 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 sure, especially as a, a younger guy coming into the into the space, it was you know you were doing tech support, you were doing um, help desk tickets, you know, a desktop technician type role. And that is burnout city. You know, if you can't get past that hump, then it's going to, you're going to have a bad time. And, you know, no one usually stays in that role forever. I mean, I'm sure there's some, um, 
there's some people out there who are still doing it. Uh, I hope getting paid more than they were when they started, but I mean, it, maybe I just want to come home and play, you know, Dungeons and Dragons at the end of the day and sit on the help desk. Right. I don't know. Like, you or know, yeah. Or paint your four, your, your, your 40 K figures. It just, it, 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 <laughs> I got into it cause my grandpa got us into it. He worked for IBM um, labs and he was, um, the research, the R and D division. And so we always had computers growing up and, um, I was the oldest of four and it was just a really great way to, I mean, I just loved computers and it wasn't until uh, probably junior year of high school. My aunt was like, well, why don't you do this for money? If you're so good at it, well, because, you clearly, know. clearly you're um, much younger than me because we always had computers growing up. I had a computer when the computer was like invented. Um, that's wow. when we might, that's when we might've gotten a computer. And I, I think back about it. Um, well, I was an early adopter, you know, I, I, I had, um, I was working on windows 95, um, and <laughs> he, you know, so, but nice. what you're talking about is, you know, more so black and green. No, I mean, look, okay. What's your earliest memory? No, no, I wasn't, I'm not that old. I mean, okay. I was born in 1976, which my kids think of as like the dawn of electricity. I mean, sure. I do, I do remember the microwave, like that was new. You know, really? it's like not everyone had a microwave for a while. And then I remember we got a microwave and we're like, yeah, we call this the space. This was like the space microwave. Uh, That's I mean, funny. Yeah. And I remember, you know, the VCR being invented, like you had to go to the movies, which was cool. Like back in the day, the movie theater was like a real thing. Like the right. only way you would watch a movie on TV is if they, is if like maybe twice a year they'd show Star Wars. Right. And you'd be like lined up like, you know we didn't have cable. I mean, you had to like move the antenna. I think we had six television stations, you know, wake right, up. No TV guide. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> so, you got to make it work. You know, that was an outing, which is interesting nowadays. TV I mean, guide. TV, yeah. I mean, it's wild. You know, you're like, yeah, I mean, TV guide, just yeah. that whole idea of like, you know, or the newspaper and my grandmother would look at the newspaper for the television lineup. Yeah, or yeah, or well, or you would look in the newspaper for what was playing in the movies, you know. Yep, absolutely. I I'll never forget begging I, I my mother to take that. me to Indiana Jones too. I begged my mother to for, like for like an hour to take me to see Indiana Jones too, and she's like, "It seems inappropriate." Oh, you know, wow. I was like, <laughs> like you know, yeah. like, you know, and then they had the snake scene or the bug scene and all the things. Yeah, and like I, I was just she like, was she right. took me, she took yeah. me, but. um yeah, no, I mean, I was, I was, I got into it r relatively young. I still remember dial up, you know, I still remember AOL, the AOL <laughs> time, you know, it was, uh, yeah. it was a good time. And I just kind of rolled with no um, internet in high school for me. No internet in high school. I remember a kid really? had a modem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A kid had a modem that was, um, what was it? Was it 24 K or 56 K? I can't remember. What was the slower of the two modems? Uh, well, I'm thinking of like four, you have 14, you had 28, you had uh, yeah, 28, 28. Yeah. Okay, so 28. And he was like, this is like double the speed. You yeah. Know? And then like, so but there was no phone lines. Like, you know, I, I went to boarding school. That's why that's, you know, so, and Not like, sure. so we had, um, yeah, we just had computers like a CD-ROM drive. Like I remember when the Pentium came out, like that was like really cool. Wow. That's, that yeah, is, we had to cool. load windows, you know, you like had the, to type, you, DOS right. prompt came up, you had to type in like win.exe, you know, like you had to load it. Into existence, right? I'd like to just pull up an emulator just to see how bad it was and what I dealt with back then. I can't remember if we were even able to have, were you even able to have multiple windows open? I don't even remember now. 
Whatever um, auto exec bat and moving, you know, moving memory around to like make, you know, heroes quest run. Well, or, and the pre- yeah. the precursor to a lot of the the, the heartache and the the problems we. Have. I mean, like I remember as a kid, even though you know, there's always. I remember, you know, my grandpa would get me games and and joysticks to play games, and yeah. you know, every uh, my computer couldn't run a lot of stuff, and he would upgrade it every time I ran mm-hmm. one of those hurdles. But there's always going to be a there's always that frustration buying RAM, buying RAM cards, and yeah flight simulators the flight simulator won't run and you had to like fly it like a real plane you had to like actually learn how to fly a plane yeah, yeah. it's yeah. uh i mean i'm glad technology is is where it's at i think i was still born a little too young it would have been nice to be born maybe now what or maybe in no way they miss out they miss out my kids well, don't know well, like, what it well i mean it's like that if you think about it it's like pre-papyrus paper I was a history major. <laughs> I was a history major. Funny story about that. It's like, you know, people don't, we were, they were writing, the Romans were writing on wax tablets. So it was like, you know, how much efficiency and how much discovery would have happened. And that, that's really where I come from when I think about it like that. It's like, you know, if it's a you, sign of the end of times is like yeah. it's print media, print media. No, just print media alone. Think about it. I mean, like when AI is, well, and so that's where I kind of was leading to. It's like, you know, 10 years, you know, when Tesla has their stuff figured out and you know ai is more uh has more of a foundation to kind of progress from it uh, you know ai will be the new equivalent to um gui based operating systems you just the productivity level hops three four five six seven hundred percent um to what you can do in the way that the pony express and the and the and the telegraph the communication of information is you know almost like instantaneous so i feel like in 10 years 15 years would be a good point because you'll grow up in an era where you can be kind of the most productive we've ever been. I guess that's true for all technology. You know, <laughs> I'm sure everyone can say this since the beginning of time, you know, but that's really where I think, you know, we, I'd, as a person, I'd have more opportunities. I want to travel space. I'm a huge star Wars fan. And, um, it would just be so awesome to be able to, you know, uh, create with all of the, tools i feel like we have it's like i don't know if you've ever played rust it's a pc game um but it's uh you you unlock your tool belt and you add your tools right and um we have a few tools yet to unlock and i think it would be a much funner time if we had everything ready for us but that's what i mean you know it'll be so well we shall we shall see um unless it's plugging us into the matrix somehow the, oh yeah. What about learning? So you see, so you have a pr- an appreciation for knowledge if you're a history major. So you you wrote tons of papers. Yeah. You read. You wrote papers. You had teachers like butcher your stuff. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just remember my my favorite, my best history teacher was um, the very first class was like, you will know how to use the difference between like these and these and th- I mean there and there and right. like, you know what I mean. He's like, and he whips out, you know. Uh, whatever the elements of style uh strunk and yeah. white or whatever right he's like you this is a required book for the class and like if you do not use proper grammar your grade automatically drops to b plus you're like you couldn't if you if you screwed up grammar like automatically a was not impossible correct i, I was a history minor uh, english creative writing major so it just it says something about technology and um i don't know majors that lead to jobs in technology because you're just not going to get a job unless as a history major right well i did so what (laughs) i did was i was already i started i was in it when i was 17 you know i opted for uh, you could uh in lieu of your last two 
uh, periods of the day, you could get, uh, you could do on the job training or whatever, get a job, you know, a lot of uh, trades huh. people did that. But I, I got an IT job when I was 17. And I was working at, I think I was 22. And I was working for Apple. And, um, and I hadn't really done much to go to school. You know, I was like, what am I going to do? Because I kind of just got flung into the nitty gritty of IT. And it's a very fast paced role, whatever you do. And I was like, well, I kind of am already in the industry and uh, I kind of have a career path. Let me just do what I love. So I did history and anthropology and um, archaeology specifically, because that's really the material history is the cool part, which makes sense. I mean, I like computers, you know, being on stuff all day. So yeah, it, um, no, it's fun. And, and especially with like stuff like AI and um it's really gonna like i was i was speaking prior uh before the show for those people who might be confused um it, it's gonna really change the uh the space the industry in the same way that i think lamp lighters you know got lost a job uh to the flashlight or um uh, how the the car the horseless carriage you know so these carriage drivers so I have like I have a bunch of PhD friends and I've got a data center, a data scientist PhD friend who's like real doom and gloom about this. Of course, yeah, he works in a startup in like Silicon Valley as a data scientist and you know building different AI um customer service platforms and you know whatever whatever he's working on right now. But he's like really thinks that this is like this is like a very evil dangerous thing like he's very much doom and gloom like he's very much get glass half empty about this it it could and he's I like mean, he's like they're be. not going to know he's like it's there's going to be a, a large disinformation campaign or it's going to be very easy to like you know you know with just like disguising, yeah disguising more just disguising people's voices you know it's we're very close to cloning people as far as you know at least digitally we already know we can clone right. someone physically i've been if we're harvesting i've got my you know i won't mention his name but i've got another close friend that you know thinks like well he says like it's proven that we're like harvesting people like you know underground miles underground this is what he thinks well, I'm sure like deep state stuff, like they're, they're probably creating uh, harvesting organs and stuff, oh, okay, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, sure. like, you know, I mean, like different things like that. Sure. And he, you know, he's, you know, if you ask him what he's like, you know what the biggest problem is right now? I'm like, I'm like, well, obviously it was a leading question. I don't know. And he's like, it's child trafficking. And I'm like, it is it's terrible. But I mean, he just takes it to another level because he's got, right. I don't know, like, Navy, Navy SEAL friends and stuff like that, that you yeah. know, are busting secret rings and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not going, yeah, sure. Maybe. Sure. That worst case, a very big possibility. I think at minimum, it's going to just create so much opportunity for um, businesses to uh, to just be productive. So um, how is it applying in your job? How about this? How about we just take, sure. to, take it to your position? It's like, okay, how are you leveraging it right now? Or is, sure. are you leveraging it? Is there any tips or tricks or something for people out there listening to, hey, well, here's what we're doing, even though it's, well, it's, it's a the small step. In your organization for added yeah, value. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. So I work for a Seagate development group. They're, uh, they're a big um, uh, uh, new construction commercial a developer in, in Southwest Florida there um, in this area of the country is huge right now, just in terms of people moving and work being done. We had a hurricane, you know, that reset the construction economy. Um, and uh, are you in saying in a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Um, in terms of the housing bubble that's currently on paper, you know, where it's going to go, who knows, but yep. 
artificial an artificial um, restart is great because you know government buildings, commercial buildings, things people to operate, even if the economy is is a little lower, uh, it, you still need a physical presence, you know, to operate from. Um, not as much anymore with remote, but um, for the most part, you know, Florida is a, a tourism economy, and it, it, it artificially restarted um, and made need for our my line of um, our industry, my end my company's industry, where it would have wouldn't be in other places that weren't affected by natural disasters. You know, so like I guess Hawaii's bad example is too soon, but the you know a lot of businesses out there they're going to need to be physically rebuilt um and if you're in the business of building things you're going to have a good time no matter no matter what the economy is like you know what i mean so um and, and we're going through growth right now which is great um of course uh, it, it's it's always good to grow but the it challenges that come from that are um you know, scaling, wanting to scale and not, okay, sure, we're doing great, but how do we get to the next level and continue growing in a healthy and sustainable way with IT? You know, I'm sure I could have hour long conversations with people about what the, you know, what the most fundamentally important department in a company is. And of course I would say IT, um, but well, many it, people have said, I mean, it's, it's been said before, right? What, what um, you, nowadays there's not a single mm -hmm. department there's not a single department. If someone yeah. finds it, maybe it's like the off the grid company. I don't know, but there's not a single department that, and no, even if you are off the grid, it's not possible. There's not a single department that can do their job without IT. Correct. Even off the grid, what you're making, honey, you're making beeswax, some artists and goods. How are you selling that? You're going to need an internet connection to get it. If you want to scale, sure, you can sell it to your, your local yeah. town. Of it touches everything. It touches it does. everything. It, it really does. And um, the, the growth uh, problem or quandary that a lot of businesses have is how do you scale that IT um, where it doesn't just become a, a huge co a cost sink? Because um, I've seen that happen too. And, and you know, overzealous business owners are like, yeah, I love IT. Let's be the modern edge, cutting edge, you know, and give me an example. Give me an uh, example of where we've where we've dumped too sure. much money so like, made a mistake. Sure. So like a small business locally, uh, no name, won't mention any names, but um, you know, investing in tech, especially if your product is around tech and you're selling, say, like a um, like software as a service um, that has a hardware component to it, uh, just because you're, you know, sure, you might have the greatest, latest, greatest product in the world hasn't been discovered yet, very promising. And for all intents and purposes, you know, you'd go places, but, you know, you have no operating capital because you put all this money into R&D and um, mm. don't have enough, you know, big enough customer base. And now you're kind of, your your technology lopsided in, in a place where it's hindering your business from growing. So it just is, um, uh, but on the other, on the other hand, you know, a lot of people listening are prop, you know, probably have that, that headache that, you know, it's always an uphill battle to just um, try to get approval for like, basic things like quality of life things keyboards whatnot so you know you have that other extreme where it's just like people are still they still see it as a cost sink where it's just you're spending and for what um, what areas are the best to spend in and like you said ai sure. can obviously probably cut some corners but i mean Right now, it's maybe security. In, maybe in marketing. Uh, oh, really? Go ahead. Please. I would. Yeah, no, All the security sure. guys are going to love hearing this. So please go. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I know ransoms and 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 uh, just people are trying to to shut down companies completely um, to make a quick buck. And really, you know, if you're a, a mid mid sized business, 
I would say they're not so much um, looking at the smaller businesses, but it, it, it's it's security and that constant battle of even just like email spam. You know, it's social engineering that is, uh, you know, sometimes the back doors or the uh, that are exploited or just some of the silliest ones, you know, clicking on emails. Um, and now they have um, something new I saw the other day was uh, you have MFA relays where there's someone intercepting that MFA that may have access to the account where they just need that MFA code to get in. And so even with multi-factor, it's it's still not a guarantee that you're, you're protected. And when you think of something as basic as um, multi-factor, it's like you're really never, ever going to be um, safe. So, you know, I, I think secure- vendors are a big, I think vendors can be a big weak- sure. weakness. Um, sure. customer care centers, vendors just calling on the telephone. I mean, I think some of the easiest hacks are probably just calling and pretending to be somebody. Yeah. I know. Um, um I know him through a vendor, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I mean, it just is, you know, there's with these bigger MSPs and there's always something that's going to fall through the cracks and really the the best way to, I would say, to prevent that is um, education. You have to educate the end user. You have to kind of bring them up to speed. Um, you know, uh, to me, a, a phishing email is extremely easy to to identify, but to someone else who their main job is not computers and is just using a computer to accomplish their daily job is is more susceptible. And it just, you know, a, a, a mistake that costs nothing can end up costing an organization millions and millions of dollars um, any any which way, you know, from not being able to operate to physically paying a ransom. So um, an insurance, you know, that the, the IT insurance market is going to be huge and emerging as, um, I don't want to sound morbid, but as older adopters in terms of end users or, you know, dying or retiring or whatnot, you're going to have a higher bar of um, technological proficiency that they can operate from. So it's just always going to be a comp. If someone wants something bad enough, they'll get it, you know, no matter how uh, I feel like, you know, criminals are more ingenious than uh, the people who apprehend apprehend them. Because, you know, how often you, you hear in like media and TV shows, they're all, you know, the criminals always one step ahead. And, and really, it's true because uh, they're the innovators in, in a way. So, um, but well, yeah, they have, a, they have many, many points of entry, whereas it's really right. hard for someone that's just managing security in general to block all the entryways or even know where they are. Like the <clears throat> the thief, so to speak, right? right? They, they just have to get in one way. They just have right. to find one That's way, it. whereas the person protecting the castle, so to speak, really has to block every. It's like trying to. Every, yeah. Here's how it is. It's like trying to prevent a mouse from coming into your house in the winter time. Right. How? How? I mean, well, you're down in Florida, so you probably not. I'm up we in have, Connecticut here right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the winter time, there just becomes this. You know, so my my CISOs, the cats, mm-hmm. right? They're constantly roaming constantly roaming the property constantly around the house they're catching all kinds of you know little like i don't know like they're just mice and stuff and sure you know, good good for them that like that's they're like the CISO, right or a group of security guys but if you don't have two cats running around like then you're walking around with like steel wool there's like a little tiny hole you're trying to block that it's just it's an impossibility almost to prevent rodents from gaining access to your house and you right. well, can know where they all are, especially if you've got an older house, which is, this is a great metaphor. If you yeah. have an older house, I like, like, it. like you just said, you know what I mean? Like it's yep. going to be harder. 
you know, a little rotting spot somewhere. They crawl yeah. through that. You know, it's just how it cat, is. And well, the, when the cats don't get them or they don't have a crawl space and they just brute force it and chew through the wood, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if you got roaches, forget about it. You're like done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you've got that bad of a network and you've got that, you've got roaches in your network, you know, they're just going to reproduce. It's like, it's like malware. Yeah. And yeah. and the only reason I go with security, you know, as most kind of the important thing. And, you know, I, I personally take a, you know, security is like my least favorite um, discipline in IT, I would say, just as because it's so mundane, <laughs> not as bad as coding. Not, no, That's why I don't so understand bad. why so many people are like, it's like this big influx, like this, like exodus to like join security i'm like i always be like no don't, don't be well, security the be the data center guy the data center guy loves life well i want to say that the, the 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 problem probably with with that ideal you know the the and i've seen that i mean people the big thing 10 years ago was become a coder there's none of them and they, it pays really high well that's why it pays really high now there's a bunch of coders and you know i i i hats off to uh language writers because it's it's such a uh mundane thing you know the funnest thing for a coder <laughs> miserable existence you're like no go ahead the funnest thing is what uh, the the most mundane thing i would say well, you know or the funnest thing they have is oh i get to debug something you know it's a it's a deviation from their current role of of just writing um or you know yeah. there's templates now in chat gpt another that's what i'm saying man ai is going to be the new um, uh, the, uh, the new equalizer, it's, it's going to be, it, it's going to, it's going to change, you know, and a lot of people, so I'm really, really into, um, human task replication. So how that dire uh, directly relates, uh, to what I do, you know, I'm thinking end user tickets, desktop support, things like that, uh -huh. lowest hanging fruit in terms of, you know, um, the vast majority of things that can be done in it is going to be that, you know, end user support and, you know, there's papers out there already where they're using um, machine learning for um, task replication, where they go over thousands and thousands of uh, screen recordings of real people solving problems, like changing your device name on a Windows machine or opening Google Chrome or things like that. And it uses pixel recognition rather than um, mouse movements or or things like that, because, you know, you have different screen resolutions, you have different um, machines. So it's not as reliable to train from, but with pixel recognition, um, it, they're starting to decipher, you know, there's a science behind everything. So uh, even something as non-mathematical as clicking and opening a web browser, you know, behind the thought, there's actual math going on that they can identify and machines can learn to replicate. Um, so there's a, uh, with OpenAI and Microsoft, how they've invested so much money, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where you can completely say, hey, uh, I have this error code, what's the problem? And it goes through all of the different troubleshooting steps. I hope, I hope one day we get to that level. But the problem I see is that um, is there's too, it's too artistic, you know, maybe 40 years from now, sure. Um, but I think the first the first jobs to go out of the IT space is going to be um, coding, maybe. Um, and I want to say, like I said, the, the the troubleshooting. You know, my iPhone won't turn on. Things like that that will be able to a machine will be able to walk through someone um, how to do things. Um, do you see any of that in um, your line I, of work? I mean, what 
you just said mm-hmm. has me it just, I mean, I have so many thoughts. It, it actually flooded my flooded well, my brain. And I'm sure everyone else that's going to listen to this show is going to automatically think like, yeah, what about this? What about that? Right. You know, this is like, I, I was thinking just, yeah, again, mundane end user things like, why is the screen share button not showing up on Zoom? Well, you've got to go here and change this security setting on your MacBook. Yeah. You know, like that, that was like one thought that popped into my mind. The other thought right. that popped into my mind was um yeah like terminator yeah taking over the world um that was a thought that popped into my mind this should be like a free association have you ever seen what about bob let's do some free associations you know yeah a dog a log okay so ai what comes to your mind terminator 2 let's see stupid things that i won't have to do anymore um you know, it's like well it's never gonna get it will never get there unless you have a um well that's what we said about when i was in college the human genome had been mapped out 0.05% or something like that. And I remember my biology teacher saying, it's going to take hundreds of years to map out the human genome. And then like computer program, software update, uh, five years later, 10 years later, whatever it was, we have the entire human genome mapped out, you know? So that happened sure. that I was, so I, what was it? That was 1995. Where were you in 1995? How old were you? One. <laughs> so 1995 <laughs> so like 1995 um we didn't have the human genome mapped out well i i think that's interesting you say it. i think moore's law applies a lot it can apply in a lot of spaces other than just straight technology and computing and, and things like that you know in terms of scientific discovery and maybe it has to do with the association of scientists are using computers now of course so moore's law is moore's law is going to apply to what they do um and so just ways. official official date of that so nine that was 1995 mm-hmm. it was completed in 2003 well completed there's always discovery even if you have 99.99999 yeah but that, that's only seven years he was like no way it's gonna take like a century uh, I mean, like that the fact that the the speed of like the 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 sine curve or whatever that was, you know, what it's I mean? the efficiency like, production from from that's what I was talking about. So earlier. are you saying we're never going to be there? I mean, I, I just like maybe we will. Know. We'll be where we think quicker, but there's always going to be, you know, you still can have an infinite amount of percent and point one percent. You know what I mean? So like, how long is that percent? Like you said, point five. But yeah, there's an infinite amount. How long is it going to take? You know, point. 0.05 or 0.05 is still, you know, I'm making up. I was making up numbers on that. I should probably, oh, okay. check, I should probably yeah. check Google. I should probably check Google. Let's see. Where was the human genome sequence uh, via percentage uh, percentage in 1995? Jamie, how, J- Jamie, where was the gen- genome added in 1995? Oh, wrong, po- wrong podcast. No, I mean, like it, 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 it definitely, um, what I think is happening is the just the the rapid rate of discovery. You know, um, my grandpa told me that they you know they have what they're going to sell for the next ten years, fifteen years already on the shelf and developed, and it's that slow drip to the to the market. You know, military might get stuff earlier, but um, they already they're working on right now what they're going to release in you know fifteen twenty years from now. Everything's already shelved, ready to go. Just, you know what I mean? They, there's a lot of products that are not released because 
the hop in technology is would be more profitable. And when you think about yeah. R and D and Silicon Valley, it, it's really that's what it is. What's going to make us the most money? And if they can be profitable by skipping a couple iterations of what they sold, they're going to do it. Um, yeah. I was thinking iRobot when you mentioned, you know, what about Bob? You know, movies. Uh-huh. It w- will never really be a Terminator esque until we actually have a vessel, uh, a competent vessel to put an AI in. You know, at the end of the day, if you're scared of AI, there's nothing that can't be solved by just unplugging it, right? AI, no, no matter how advanced the AI is, even if it, it, I don't know, say you work in a claw machine factory, right? And all uh-huh. you do is work in claw machines. Even if it, it found a way to to operate the claw machines and grab you and physically restrain you, you can, there's always going to be someone there that just can unplug it. But until you put something in, um, in a, you know, like Boston dynamics, what they do, if you, if you have a really good AI, you know, uh, human replication AI, and you have a really, uh, ingenious robotic, um, a human physical human replication, you put that together, maybe then we'd be in trouble. But we're not there yet, and I'm not seeing that that doomsday. Of, I mean, of, of, uh, we're all gonna die. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like right. when I say, like we're all gonna die. It, yes, that that's the truth. Yeah. Um, what technology? Can you think of any technology? So I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't remember the date electricity was invented. What was it? Uh, anyways, can't remember. I don't know. Either. Not not long ago in the history of the world. Not long ago at all. Yeah, I probably mean, the crate. Probably, if I had to, if I had to pick an invention that was the biggest invention ever, it's. I mean, it's or electricity is a discovery, though. You can't. I guess you can't really call that. Yeah, you know, um, uh, maybe the Franklin. light bulb. Yeah, uh, I would say no. I would say pre pre light bulb because um, that's really like the harness. the wheel. The, <laughs> yeah, like the wheel. <laughs> You're like the wheel. Well, they Fire found discovery. Well, the calculator, I would say, or the the processing of of ones and zeros to communicate information is the pretty most, amazing. Eighteen seventy six, yeah. by the way, electricity. So let me ask you this: Yeah, what invention or what area of technology has ever not we have we ever gone backwards in? Um, have we not, or ha- that we have? Uh, is there an area of technology and invention in the modern world that we've gone backwards in? Um. And this arguably, is a totally loaded question, by the way. Sure. Ar- yeah. And I'm going to say arguably no, because even regression in terms of, I mean, if you have a lost knowledge like Greek fire, right? They can't replicate Greek fire. Then again, another history. I don't know major. what that is. What's Greek it, fire? It's um, it is a liquid that burns uh-huh. um, uh, almost instantaneously, but it, where where water only make uh, acts as a fueling agent. So you put water, you know, like electrical fire or grease fire, water doesn't work. It's similar to that, but a lot more dangerous. Um, and it was, it's currently lost to, uh, to modern knowledge. We, they don't know how they made it. Um, like Roman concrete, they just figured out how that was made, which was really exciting for me as a history person. But huh, um, Greek it, fire. Yeah. And I guess where I'm getting at with this is that even when you uh, lose something, you know, you know how much scientific discovery was founded in so here's what i want here's here's what i want to get to and i really want to spark you got to come back to the show and you got to tell me after doing all your research and everything okay i I went down the black hole yeah and i used to laugh at people and my jujitsu teacher used to laugh at people too and used to laugh at eddie bravo big time yeah Um, why and the only answer to me is that it's a lie due to political reasoning Mm -hmm. due due to political power struggles and everything 
Um, sure. I don't know. Why have we not gone back to the moon? Um, it's just don't, and, don't, and I don't answer some NASA. I want you to think no. and open your mind. Don't answer some NASA jokish answer. Sure. In all seriousness. Okay. Every iPhone has gotten better. Every yeah. spaceship should have gotten better. Everything should be better. We the moon should have observatories. We should it should be a with marketing and salespeople out there. It should be a like a multi billion dollar business of taking people to the moon and hanging out mm-hmm. on a couch. On why I don't believe it. Yeah, I, th- I really honestly think it's a load of crap, and there's a reason why we lied about it. Well, I I don't know if we if we went there when we did say we went there. Um, obviously mm-hmm. it was there was a political motive going on. It was politically important to at least appear that we achieved that oh, um, to beat the Soviets. But uh-huh. I mean, now we've been there. I'm sure uh, unofficially. When has someone walked there? Why are we not walking? Okay, so I see what you're saying. Like, so, but, so like, why, why is it important though to get to the moon? Like, it's arguably not. I mean, the truth is important to me. This has nothing to do with technology. The sure. truth is important to me. In 1969, we had maybe the first version of ARPANET. I think came out. 1969 yeah. as well yeah right so when you think about technology and you think about what we hold in our hands nowadays and the whole thing that sparked this was i saw a picture of president nixon on a landline phone a landline yeah. phone supposedly talking with the moon rover via that little yeah. umbrella yeah. that little umbrella and i'm like do you okay so what and like, so, i started like looking at it, i'm like oh, so okay so at&t switched the thing at&t's thing i think their motto used to be like reach out and touch someone yeah anyways so they switched it to houston houston and i'm thinking latency you know, and they're saying, well, it's not latency when you have like, you know, radio, radio waves, waves. radio yeah. waves and yeah. hertz and, you know, all this different stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. It's 220,000 miles supposedly to science yeah, measured, like whatever, how, you know, 220,000 miles away there and back. Sure. That's like how many times around the earth. And I'm like, that was just the first thing that was, yeah, you know, maybe these jokes, right. like, you know, they maybe, maybe, maybe the there's something to it. Yeah. yeah they I, developed the technology before they could figure out how to get to the moon. And I go the- down, but when you go down and you think of like, okay, so we did six trips supposedly. Yeah. And you have numerous, I mean, when you think about the number of flights that had to be done in order to even just do, to build a 757 and like in the test flights and humans and all, there's something like, there's a couple hundred things that have to go uh, maybe 167 things that need to go literally perfect without any flaw right without there being complete disaster right right so and then what they're saying is is like in the apollo all the testing up and, and when you read all the documents and i'm and i have really gone down the dark hole i'm not talking just like you know what you see on youtube and stuff like that i'm talking sure. like I read the the Barron documents and the Phillips like court cases and when like you know and all the all the complaints from the employees and the out yeah. in the um the the contractors that were involved and like people drinking on the job and falling asleep on the job and and rigging different sets and why did they allow this? It, there's just a whole a whole slew of information and then why did they delete all the videos and the files? Like they have they don't have they can't rebuild the lunar lander right. It was all just dis- it was all deleted. I don't know. I just love talking about this because I've recently it's, it's like the, it's like the book that's like, you know, kind of like there's like just sits in the bathroom that, you know, you eventually work your way through it. You know, like right. now I'm on the third one, I'm on the third well, one and, and like the rocket lift power and the millions of pounds that had to be launched. And then no one's ever left lunar, you know, Earth's orbit. And then, you know, the 
the Van Allen belts and radiation. And the, there's just like right. so much that has to go literally perfect. Right. To be able, and, it's like winning the lottery every time they NASA does something. It's and they pretty pull insane. It off. Yeah. So right. what I'm saying is like, so our modern day iPhone is like, more than all of the entire Houston like compute system back then, right? Like they basically had the compute power of like the modern TI eighty one calculator. If right. People are, so if people are still using those, with that logic, we should be we should have at least colonized Mars by now. If we could, we should have some crap on the moon, right? And 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 some people bring up some things. We should at least have a bunch of mirrors on the moon that we can like look at and shine back. There should be like a big. A for America on the moon, or yeah. there should be like something that we press a little button and it sends some, you know, blinky lights. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, sorry. No, it, I... it's just, uh, it's it's always going to be ongoing. I mean, even even if we've digressed in progress or at least came to a standstill on, on, on a technological achievement, just the amount of brain power it takes to brute force a problem is, is still discovery in my opinion. I don't think we've ever kind of regressed. There'd have to be a, you'd have to wipe out human existence well i'm not exactly so that's my point yeah we don't regress no so it has to be a lie yeah i mean yeah <laughs> I mean, the, yeah the moon right. on purpose right a purposeful lie what's the purpose yeah. anyways i should stop saying i probably can't even rec- i'm gonna i might have to cut this out all of a sudden if i find if i if i um show up dead Ruff, russell so yeah Ru- russell some feathers that you shouldn't have i'm just Everybody listening, this is for fun. This is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not saying that we didn't. I'm just saying it doesn't make can sense. Can you hurry up and it. get someone out there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like, send some pictures. From they're like, the Yeah, Phil, you signed up. You just signed up. We're sending you tomorrow on the, uh, yeah. Well, I, sh- I want to at least see some pictures on an iPhone from the moon. We should at least be there, you know? We should well, the little animated like India lander or whatever they landed, oh, yeah. which looked totally jokish. Like, yeah. I don't know. Have you seen that video? Yeah, I saw. It. Yeah, I saw it, it was all over. I YouTube. mean, come on, Call of Duty yeah. like would do way better than that. I mean, you know, I think it's because they know that like whatever. Um, what do you call the green screen technology and and all that stuff? Like CGI. I mean, yeah, CGI. I mean, come on. They, it, I think they have to make it look bad to say it's true. Right, because if they make if it, it look too good, it'd be like that's fake. someone would be yeah. like, "Oh, there's like I can tell." Like a CGI expert would be like, you know. Well, NASA you know. alters her photos and posts every like, picture you've seen, James, every yeah, every Webb. scene you've. Yeah, they. Uh, Mars they, is not orange. Mars is. Uh, every like picture you've deal. seen taken of the of the is photoshopped. Every all, picture of all, Earth is photoshopped. All, this um, is a given thing. There's a it's a yeah. photoshop. Yeah, well, photoshop or at least touched up in some kind of photo editing. Uh, what uh, NASA? All oh, the clouds are all the same. Well, every, the, every picture, the clouds are the same. Yeah, and um, there's some pictures. You know, I don't know if it's misinformation of the Earth where you see patterns of the clouds, like it was copy pasted, like it was a transparent Adobe asset. You know, but uh, superpo- uh, superposed onto the Earth. You know, like the same cloud formation is in five different places. It, it, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a rabbit hole. But the the it's political motive. Like if the moon didn't have gold on it, you know, which I guess it doesn't because we would have heard about it. We would have mined the heck out of it and for its resources, you know. Oh, it, there's, I mean, sending people back and forth to the moon would probably be worth more. Well, now there's a lot of cost for the, well, make probably, some money. probably not. I mean, pro- not now, you know, I mean, it's cheaper. It's probably 10, 20 times cheaper to get someone to the moon now than it was in 79, you know. Hmm. Well, economies of scale. I, I have taken away, I have taken away from this 
episode Greek fire. So I have learned something. This is great. It's up on yeah. the screen right now. We can't, we can't mimic Greek fire somehow, or we didn't know, or we just didn't know how they did it. Yeah. It's, I mean, we got the closest flowers. thing is napalm. I think that we found is like napalm is like a cousin of it, but, um, it okay. Distinguished. Yeah. They're, they're having a hard time finding water as a fuel agent for fire. Well, Rich, this has been a pleasure. Um, yeah, any of final course. words of wisdom or, um, I'd say be it? on the lookout for, I mean, anybody who's looking for their next step to kind of, uh, future proof their career path, look start looking into AI, you know, AI is the new, you know, the coding coding was a huge buzzword. It's going to be AI. And, um, I'd say there's actually some genuine, uh, truth behind looking at a career path in AI. And also, and, uh, Startup jujitsu, yes, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Same, so, same you know, page. thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Of course, anytime. <laughs>